Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast and welcome back to the family series. We are so excited to be in the middle of this series where we are talking about all things family. And you know, it's so interesting. Uh, recently, Garrett and I were talking about this and, and he mentioned this on the, the podcast that we did, I guess several weeks ago. And he said, it seems like we're always doing a family series because we're always talking about family and discipleship and, and, and homeschooling really is all about family. But we really wanted to just focus just on family relationships and things having to do with marriage and parenting and grandparents and um, all the things that go along with that for these next few weeks. And so we are so excited to have Matthew McDill back with us this week. He's been on the podcast before, and um, it is truly an honor to have you back. Matthew, thank you for joining us again this week. It is great to have you back. It's been, I don't know, maybe I want to say year, year and a half or so since you've been on with us. Yeah, maybe so. It's great to be back. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. Before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. You guys don't homeschool alone. It is so hard to do that. You need to have community around you. You need to have resources that are really, really great for you that will help you with the God-given calling that you have to bring up your child and to steward his creation. BJU Press Homeschool is incredible. They offer so many options for us as homeschoolers, and they exist to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. I have talked to their consultants and they are fantastic. So give them a call, bjupresshomeschool.com. Well, Matthew, thank you again for being with me. Um, introduce us for those maybe who are new to the podcast and, and don't know who you are. Introduce us to you and your family. Okay. I am uh, executive director for North Carolinians for Home Education and been a pastor for most of my life before that. I have nine kids. Three have graduated. One of them's married and I have two boys in college. And then I still have six at home. My youngest is uh, 10. So... I'm, I'm still in the middle of homeschooling. You're in the middle of homeschooling, and you're also in the middle of parenting a bunch of siblings. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. Yeah, as we, we were thinking about this, and we just really prayed over who the Lord would have to talk about these specific topics that I really wanted to tackle. <clears throat> and your name just kept coming up over and over again when it came to siblings. And that's for many reasons. But one, because I know you have dealt with this on a big scale. You have nine kids. So... That's a lot of siblings to have to manage yeah. and have to teach them how to get along with one another. And one of the things that I find really interesting about homeschooling is often when we come into homeschooling, people will say, oh, you homeschool for the relationships. You homeschool because you all get to be together during the day and you get to build these wonderful relationships with one another. And while yes, that is true, and that is what we all desire as parents is for our kids to get along with one another, that is not always the reality of homeschooling. I think sometimes being homeschooled or homeschooling our kids can in a way have almost the opposite effect because our kids are together yeah. so often. And because you have different personalities mm -hmm. and different tendencies and different, you know, I mean, so you've got the introvert and you've got the extrovert and they can clash with each other. And so I think sometimes it's not that beautiful picture that we like to to paint right. that fantasy world of these per this perfect family. Everyone's playing their instruments together. Everyone's <laughs> going right. out playing football together. Everybody's playing a game at the family table together and they're helping cook in the kitchen. That's just not reality. Now for some families, maybe that is, but I would say that for most families, whether you've got two kids like I do, 
or nine kids like you do or anywhere in between, we we face sibling conflict. Yeah. And and really what it comes down to is because we're all sinful, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's really kind of what's at the heart of this. So so I want you to kind of talk to us about how to help our kids develop strong relationships with each other. And this is really what I want the focus this week to be on because I realize as my kids are growing up so quickly, they're only children for such a small part of their life. They're adults for a much larger part of their life. And I really desire for my girls to be friends Mm -hmm. as adults, not just when they're in our own home. And so how can we help guide our kids to love each other so that into adulthood, they can be good friends and they can support and love each other? Right. That's a great question. And I know that's on the hearts of all the parents. Um, And as you pointed out, you know, when you have a bunch of kids, it seems to multiply the the fight (laughs) possibilities. I mean, how many possible fights could be going on at one time? I remember driving down the road. Uh, and there was an all-out yelling fist fight between my two oldest boys <laughs> years ago. We're driving. Like, we're in the van driving, and there's this absolute fight going on. And um, we have had to, over time, figure out, how are we going to teach our kids those things you're saying? But w- at, at another level, there's just a need to have a peaceful home. You know, yeah. that's one of the yep. great desires, because... It's so difficult when there's all the bickering, all the fighting, all the tattling, and you're just going crazy. And so, and, and, and the fact is, discipleship and education can't even happen if right. there's not peace, you know. And so, you have to establish the peace. And so, that's what, you know, we can talk about that, how, how, how we can establish the peace and how we can help them to develop those, um, those things. That reminds me of Proverbs 17, 1, which says... Uh, better is a dry morsel with quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. And oh, it just yeah. reminds me, we just wish it would just be peaceful, you know? Um, another reason that we want to have peace in our home and we want to teach our children these things is because that's honoring to the Lord. You know, that's how He wants us to yep. behave. Or my, I think of Ephesians 4, 2, which says, Be, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. So for discipling our kids, we just want them to have, that's what, that's what it means. That's what it looks like to be a Christian. This is how we follow Christ. This is how we become mature people who, who deal with others. So anyway, th- those are some of our motives, just as you were uh, talking about there. Um, and so for this time, I think one of the hardest things for us to think about is the fact that we have to set a peaceful example. Mm. Um, when I hear my kids talk and they're like yelling at each other, being mean, sometimes it's very difficult because I hear myself, you know, I probably taught them to yell and be be mean, uh, in the, in some of the ways that I interact. And so that's when I have to stop and self-reflect and say, okay, what kind of example am I setting? What's the tone and culture, you know, of our home? And of course, some of our listeners might be guilty of doing the same thing I did, which is. I hear myself yelling, stop yelling, you know, and it's like, okay, (laughs) that, that's a perfect (laughs) example of, I'm not really in reinforcing what it is that I want my kids to be doing. Right. Sure. Um, So one is to have peace in our marriage. Mm -hmm. They're watching us. How are we, how are we fighting? You know, or, 
or talking or arguing or discussing? How do we deal with things? How do we deal with conflict? Um, how do we even make requests to each other? How are we talking to each other? Um, and of course, a couple of uh, verses, Proverbs 26, 21 says, as charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. And of course, we know Proverbs 21, 19 also, it is better to live in a desert land with a, than with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. So, I just again, establishing the biblical basis for, he is calling us to be peaceful, not to be fighting, not to be quarrelsome. And so, yeah. uh, the first thing is just looking at our marriage and asking uh, our, ourselves, are we presenting what we want to see? Yeah. And are they looking at each yeah. other, uh, looking at us and going, oh, well, that's how we, that's how we handle things, you know? Yeah. That's a high calling. And that's a huge responsibility for us as parents because they, it, you know, monkey see, monkey yeah. do. They really do follow suit with what we do and how we act and, and, you couldn't be more right. I mean, there are so many times when my girls say and do things and I'm like, yeah, oh, that's me. Yeah. They're just, yeah, they're just imitating me, and, um, whether it's with my tone or my words mm -hmm. or whatever. And uh, the other important you know, part of it is yeah. how we are treating the children. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think as parents, we feel like they're kids, so we can talk to them a certain way as kids. But the reality is every person wants to be treated with respect even if they're kids, yeah, you know? Yep. And so this is just another one of those things where I'm, I want to be listening and thinking about how am I treating my kids? How am I speaking to them? You know? Yeah. And we know yeah. uh, that fathers and mothers, but fathers are called to bring their children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. But before that, it says, do not provoke them to anger. Right. And of course, we know one way to do that is by being harsh. You know, it says a gentle answer turns away wrath. A harsh uh, word stirs up anger. Yeah. So if I'm harsh with my kids, that's stirring up anger. And so yeah. I want to treat them with gentleness, with respect, with patience. And then they're learning, oh, that's how we treat each other. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's another part of the example, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing and providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Matthew. Um, I want to 
Perk, really quickly on something you said before the break, you talked about showing respect to our kids. And I think that as parents, sometimes it's hard to find that balance of I am the authority. I am, you know, the one in charge and we want to respect our kids, but how do, how, how do we do that practically? How can we respect them in an authoritative way and set that example for them as they are learning how to handle life and, and um, you know, interact with one another in that same way. Right. I think the importance is to make sure that the authority that we have isn't in how loud we're talking. It's not in how mad we are. That isn't, mm-hmm. that isn't what is supposed to be motivating our kids. Uh, parents have the authority to discipline their children. They have the authority to take away privileges, or if they're little, little kids, you know, whatever the punishment might be, and they, we can give consequences. And so the important, the important thing is that we have clear expectations and clear Mm -hmm. consequences ahead of time, but we should be able to communicate those and enforce those while being not angry, not impatient. We continue to speak gently. We we let them know, I'm not angry. at This is not about me being angry at you. I'm not, right. you know, but the problem is we do get angry and we're very irritated and we're very upset about it. And we just have sure. to completely remove that and let the system work. We have, yeah. we have rules, we have consequences, and I patiently and cheerfully enforce those, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard, hard thing to do. Um, Okay. So yes. So respect and setting that example for our kids, that's huge. Um, and I think that in, in living everyday life as homeschool families, we have so much opportunity, right? I mean, more than people would, if they're apart from each other all week long, all day long. But again, it's because we're together all day that we have so much more opportunity to have conflict. That's right. So there's the the pros and the cons. You know, there's a lot more pros to homeschooling, of course. But but I just feel like, man, there's so many more opportunities for fighting and and conflict. And um, and it can get overwhelming, truly, uh, to the parent. Um, Talk really quickly. And and I know you've got more points, but but I just in thinking about this idea of respect, I want to touch on the idea of, of older kids versus younger kids. And you've got that wide range. Mm-hmm. You've got three who are out of your home and then you've got a 10-year-old. So you have a huge range of kids. With your family, how do you deal with the respect of the younger kids showing respect to the older kids? And what kind of authority do your older kids have over your younger kids? Mm. And and I hope I'm phrasing this right, but, and just building that relationship with each other as siblings. Um, you know, I, I, I've heard stories of, you know, older siblings, especially in homeschool situations where, you know, older siblings were given all of this responsibility and authority over their younger siblings. And they came off as like bullies, yeah. you know, like they took advantage right. of that. And because of that, it broke that relationship between the older and the younger. So talk about that age difference between them how they can show respect to one another, but still kind of bridge that gap. Right. And this is going to be against the backdrop of what we'll talk about later. And that is teaching the children how to resolve conflict as far as all the ages. So there's a lot going on between everybody. However, we do give our older kids responsibilities. 
that we don't give our younger kids. So if, you know, my wife and I, we have a date night every week and we leave. Now we used to have to get a babysitter, but now we have built-in babysitters. If we leave the kids at home, the oldest kid or the couple of oldest kids, they have responsibility. And they're to make sure that things are safe or clean or whatever it is. And so if they've been given that responsibility, then they need to be given authority as well. And so whatever the Mm -hmm. consequence system is, which isn't, you know, obviously not spanking and things like that, but just whatever the consequence system is that's made clear ahead of time, we do tell the kids, you know, your older brother or sister's in charge while we're gone and you have to listen to them and and you'll be held accountable by us when we get home. Now, Mm -hmm. the important part is just like we were talking about, if I am setting an example of how to be an authority and be kind and patient and respectful, then we're expecting that of the older kids. And we're saying to them, look, this is not your chance to, to bully and, and, you know, throw your weight around. That's not what this is about. And they will be held responsible. If I get home and find out they've been, been doing that, then that's an abuse Mm -hmm. of their, you know, power. And of course they will be held responsible for that as well. Sure. Sure. Okay. Let's park there then for just a second, Mm -hmm. because you've got you and your wife, Dana, who are mature Christians you are raising nine kids, you have strong relationship with the Lord, and then you've got a 16-year-old who maybe he doesn't have the same personality as you. Maybe he has an anger issue sometimes. Maybe, you know, I mean, there are so many things that can play into this. And he's just not going to treat his younger siblings the way that you will. You've set the example for him. You've treated each other with respect. You've treated your kids with respect but he's just not getting it. And and I know the simple answer is, well, you just don't give him authority, but there's still that authority there because he's older. So how do you teach that child who's maybe just the one who's a little bit more difficult to still get along with the others? And he's just maybe not following in the footsteps of mom and dad and being right. gentle and kind and tender in his approach to his younger siblings. Or maybe it's the younger one I mean, that that could be totally reversed. Maybe it's a younger kid who has anger issues mm-hmm. and throws tantrums and they're not following suit either. And Because as I'm hearing you talk, and this is all wonderful, but I think sometimes like we can paint this picture, well, you just have to set a good example and you just have to be kind and loving and gentle to your kids and they'll yeah. hopefully do what you're doing. But that is definitely not always the case. And I'm sure it's not the case always with your family as well with nine right. kids. Well, I think, you know, the the next couple of points we'll get to later uh, are setting basic rules of engagement. Okay. Very practical. And two, and the second one after that is teaching your children how to resolve conflict. And so that's going to help set a lot more of a framework for how this works and how we teach instead of just, oh, I'm nice, they're nice. So yeah, you're right. There's just a lot more to it. But you you brought up a couple of things I'll just address very quickly. One is this is discipleship. This is the fact is I have to grow if I'm going to do this well. And I have to learn to depend upon Christ. I have to learn to let him live through me. I have to learn Mm -hmm. to deny myself. And this is me growing in Christ. And that's what I'm encouraging that young, that son to do or or whoever it is to say, hey, this is your opportunity to be more like Christ and to grow and you can do it. And, And so we have to direct them to being closer to Jesus, wanting to submit to Christ more. 
Um, but to be more practical about that question, um, it's, it really is true that sometimes those older siblings lose the opportunity to, to have leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we've had to do that. I mean, we've had to just bench some kids and say, you're not in charge while we're gone because you're just really blowing this. And the, yeah. and the reality of that is they don't like that. And they realize right. that they're not operating at the age level they should be. And you can mm-hmm. call them up and say, hey, we'll give you another chance and we need to talk about this. But man, you need to take a break because you're yeah. c- creating too much harm here in this situation. And so we're going to have to we're going to have to deal with this directly and you're going to have to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And it's so important what you just said about just us growing in our relationship with the Lord and passing that on to our kids. I just recently had a conversation with one of my girls who she was just struggling with some actions towards her sister and, you know, cause I have two girls mm-hmm. and, um, and we just had a great conversation and, you know, we've had this conversation several times in the past, but again, I just reminded her, like, you can't do this on your own. You need mm. the Holy Spirit to help you. And so we mm-hmm. prayed together and I just said, you know, we need to be praying every day that the Holy Spirit would help you to treat your sister the way that she deserves to be treated and the way that mm-hmm. the Lord wants you to treat her. Um, but just pointing that out to them, like, you can't do this on your own. That's right. And that's okay. That's mm-hmm. where the Lord has us. We have to grow in our relationship with him. And the only way you're going to get there and develop that good relationship with your sister is for you to grow in your relationship with the Lord. That's right. And uh, so, so, oh, good stuff. All right. Well, we're out of time, but we will be back on Wednesday. We're going to continue talking about sibling relationships and give you some really practical advice on how we can get our kids to get along with one another and stop the fighting, stop the insanity um, and bring peace into our homes. So Matthew, thank you so much for being with us. Where can people find out more about you and what God is doing with you and your family? Well, uh, I do have a website, truthtofreedom.org. And, um, you know, sometimes there are some blog posts there, but you can also find my book, Loving God, a basic handbook for discipleship there. And that's on Amazon as well. Okay. Sounds great. We will put those links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Matthew. We'll see you guys back here on Wednesday. If you have not yet signed up for our newsletter, sign up, go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Keep in the loop of everything that's going on. We would love to uh, just have you partner with us um, as we continue to go out and just share Jesus with the world and the homeschool community. Um, And we do that oftentimes through our newsletters. So sign up there, schoolhouserocked.com. Have a great day. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.